It was a comeback week for some of the big growth themes that investors have been piling into for all the past year during quarantine and then some. Let's check in on where the flows are going, the money coming in and out. Cynthia Murphy joins us, managing editor at ETF.com. Cynthia, happy Friday. Always good to see you. Hey, Oliver. Good to see you, too. Thank you. All right. So what happened? Where did the money go? Did people go back into ARC? Did they buy the dip before the rip? Because Tesla powered up and we had a pretty nice week for the uh, Kathy Wood suite. You know, I hate the mixed bag response, but it's a little bit of an all over the place. Okay. If you look just at the aggregate number, I would say this was a winning week for your value and cyclical stocks, despite the bounce in the growth stock performance. So in terms of ETF flows specifically, we had a huge week, almost $17 billion in money flowed into ETFs. And you know, the top creations were in value funds like VLUE, were in small caps and small cap value funds, IWM, IWN. Uh, a lot of these portfolios really picked up most of the assets. Now, when it comes to the growth stocks, which is the part of this equation we're all trying to figure out, you know, is there a run over or do they have more room to grow here? It's a little bit mixed, actually. Uh, year to date, I was surprised to see that pretty much a lot of these growth themes have done pretty well this year despite it all in terms of you know underwhelming performance but flows have stayed their, their ground but in the last week that changed a little bit so for example uh cloud computing and internet funds uh have seen outflows in the past week um and clean energy that was a huge high flyer too gave up some ground this week so there's been a little bit of a investor sentiment change uh that we picked up this week but not necessarily across the board. QQQ had a great week in terms of flow. RKK, another great week in terms of flow. So mm. so you pick, you know, it, it's give and take on, on both sides here. So uh, we had some good flows into some of the beat up stuff. Uh, as we're looking right now, this week's bounce didn't quite turn the trend around. If we're looking since the February high, obviously it helps for sure. So would you describe this as conviction buying, uh, Cynthia? I mean, I know what you're saying that for some funds it depends. What about RK? I mean, that's kind of the benchmark, benchmark, right? Yeah, I think, you know, the tough thing with the investor, uh, with uh, ETF flows is that we're trying to gauge investor sentiment and, you know, it's exactly. not necessarily the best uh, you right. know, indicator of it. But my, my interpretation of the numbers is this. There is concern about valuations in these growth stocks as rates go up. And so the trimming we've seen has been in the more specific strategies. So, oh, cloud computing is overrun. Let me trim a little bit back here. Uh, internet is a little overrun and software. Let me trim back a little over here. When it comes to the broader search like RKK, RKK performance wise is pretty much flat for 2021. Mm -hmm. And it's picked up almost $7 billion this no. year. <laughs> so conviction is there and uh, nobody's given up on that fund. It picked up another $700 million this week alone. So it's there. QQQ is a mixed bag. It's doing well this week. It's down on the year. It's lost more than $3 billion this year. So I feel like there, the focus has been on the broader exposures because if you look at the ARC lineup of funds, RKK is picking up assets, but all the other ones, RKW, which is the internet fund, RKG, Genomic Revolution, all those have actually lost assets this week. But there's a trimming in the more niche strategies and an adding to the broader portfolios. What I think is particularly interesting there is uh, RKK got the 700 million in, while W, G, and F, the other ARK funds, 
did have a net loss. As you mentioned, Q's up about 700 million too. ARC's basically getting the same flows as the Q's, which is just uh, you know, mind-boggling, but not surprising given what we've been seeing over the last month. So with this sell-off and bounce back, this week's bounce back because you've got 6.7 billion year-to-date ARC. If that includes this week's 700, that takes 6 billion. March, three months. So you're basically averaging around 200 million a week, it seems, typically in RK. And this week we did 700. So this is a big week for RK, it seems like, uh, if my math is roughly correct. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy, actually, that nothing seems to stop this train. As a firm, ARK is, you know, picked up more than, I don't know, 13, 14 billion dollars already in 2021. And we're, what, two months in? So it's uh, it just keeps on going. There's a lot of cynicism and skepticism about whether this can continue. But so far, uh, if anybody wants to bet in, in the growth names, it seems like ARK is, is the preferred, and RKK specifically, the ETF, is, is the preferred vehicle here. Okay. Now, what about some of the others, uh, the blockchain stuff, the other kind of tech cohort? Uh, I think this one's pretty interesting just because um, it's really been focused in some of the very, very frothy stuff. It seems like if a tech company does still kind of have some degree of cyclicality or any kind of economic connection, then it's generally outperforming. We see the semiconductors doing better than ARC, for example. What about some of the other stuff out there? If we go kind of, you know, on the fringe of like robotics or blockchain, all those ones. Yeah, so in, in these parts, uh, like uh, cloud computing, internet, software, uh, robotics, all of these, the performance is not really impressive this year and the flows are okay. What I think is interesting is the semiconductors are really interesting to me, as is blockchain, because those are you know growth stocks. They are actually kind of frothy too because they grew dramatically last year. Right. Uh, but like, it's all a Bitcoin story, you know, as the crypto markets stay on fire, these ETFs, you know, they're more about that Bitcoin play because there's still no Bitcoin ETF in the United States. So these funds end up being kind of your, you know, indirect vector into the crypto story. So they're holding on much better than other parts that are frothy as well in the growth stock. So Block is up, you know, double digits this year. And just this week, I think lost 10 million bucks, which is nothing for a fund that's picked up more than half a billion dollars this year. Wow. So it's it's really holding on and semiconductors are, are doing really well. I think it's, it's this crypto play more than anything else. Yeah, Block looks pretty much like the chart for BTC, just a little bit less powerful. Uh, Cynthia, what about on the cloud side? I just want to go back there because it looks like by some of the funds you track, we did see outflows there. We did. Cloud, uh, Sky is another one, SKYY, and um, RKW even, which is their you know, disruptive internet stuff. Uh, those funds are up triple digits from 2020. They saw massive growth last year. And it just comes to this point where now with this concern about the rates and the valuations, it's one spot where we're seeing investors trim back on that exposure. Now, it could be that it's just going to be another buy the dip story, which tends to be a lot in these areas of the market where the fundamental story hasn't changed. You know, cloud computing and uh, software, I mean, that's the future of everything. So there's no change in fundamentals, but there's also not a new catalyst to justify another leg higher. So we're seeing some profit taking in those parts of the market. Okay. Clow, C-L-O-U, looking like it held in uh, to still make a higher low on the chart, but some money uh, leaving. All right, do we miss anything, Cynthia? Any uh, groundbreaking 
new ETF flows, debuts, or something we should know going into next week? No, I just, I've been keeping an eye on uh, the SPACs just because oh, yeah. they're also another spot of the market that there's a lot of talk about the bubble. Yeah, there was 100 SPACs last year. Right now there's 500 SPACs according to a, a data point I saw from Bloomberg today. So there's a lot of talk about, oh my gosh, this space is getting away from us. But the ETFs, they're still very, very new. None of them have even 12 months of performance yet. But um, they are growing slowly, and uh, it's, it's just a really interesting space. So I, I'm watching that to see what happens next there. All right. Uh, thank you, Cynthia. Appreciate the check-in. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Cynthia Murphy, Managing Editor at ETF.com.